your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome Avalanche fans to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, bringing you another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And if you are a longtime listener, welcome back. And if you are listening for the first time, welcome. And a lot to get to today. Yesterday, we went over the Avalanche restricted free agents and kind of broke those down. What things might be looking like in terms of the restricted free agents. Um, So if you want to go back a day and check that episode out. Today, we will be going over the unrestricted free agents and kind of where things stand with them, um, as well as a listener email, which I thought was very good, which I will get to that as well. Uh, and the the person who wrote the email, Lothar, he is not happy with some things going on with the avalanche. So we'll kind of uh, read that and break that down as well. Uh, first things first, follow the show on social media outlets on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche, on Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche, and send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions, just like Lothar did, to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. Up on Twitter right now is the poll to give Matt Calvert his grade for the 2019-2020 season. So if you want to vote on that and comment on it, and I'll read the comments on Wednesday's show. Uh, Pretty... Pretty across the board, with the exception of a failing grade for him right now, which is to be expected. So we will get that to tomorrow's show. So uh, very quickly in the beginning, some and I didn't get this to get to this the other day. The uh, NHL released some kind of important dates as far as the draft and free agency, um, and free agents are things that we will go over tomorrow. So yesterday was RFAs, today is UFAs, and tomorrow is FAs, Uh, and we'll kind of get all that stuff out of the way. And now the free agents will be a fluid situation. That will be something that will probably change many times between now and October 9th, which is when free agency will open, uh, 10 o'clock Mountain Time, or noon Eastern Time, Um, and so that's always a day that you know, hockey fans look forward to. I look forward to free agency periods, no matter the sport. I don't really watch uh, the NBA that much, but I do pay attention when the draft, the NBA, the NBA draft comes, the lottery comes, free agency comes. I, I just love the maneuvering of players and building a team. Uh, and of course, um, you know, NHL is no different. So I look forward to the opening of free agency and all of the wheeling and dealing that goes on. Uh, all signs are kind of pointing towards the Avalanche being a buyer, maybe more so than than they typically are. Uh, and we'll get into a lot of this stuff, trust me. Uh, but it, you, you just never know with Joe Sackick. He likes to keep things close to the vest and uh, not really make that big splash. But could he this year? So uh, we'll kind of talk about that. But we will be talking about free agency multiple times between now and October 9th. The NHL draft is it will be held virtually, similar to how the NFL did it. Round one will be 
Uh, 5 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday, October 6th. And then rounds 2 through 7 will be the following day, early in the morning, 9.30 in the Mountain Time, 11.30 in the Eastern Time. So it'll be different draft for the Avalanche this year. The draft and kind of the prospects coming out of there is also something that I will get into as it gets closer to that, to those dates. Uh, in the past, the Avalanche have been, you know, a team that you're looking at and, and who are they going to draft, you know, which highly touted prospect are they going to draft. That's been their their go-to for the past few years, and they're not in that position anymore. They are now in a position, what are they, I think they're picking 25th or something like that. I could, it's in that area. It's mid-20s. Um, and they haven't been in that position in a while. So I think they are they're have gone from uh, getting the best uh, player for need high up in the draft to pretty much getting the best player available because they are pretty stocked at most positions from you know who's on their their main roster and who's in the AHL and college and leagues around the world. They're pretty well set up, so I think they're in a position to just pluck the best available player when they pick in in the mid-20s, which is not a position that they've been in. So uh, I think that speaks volumes to what this team has built uh, over the past several years. So uh, it's still something that I look forward to, and I still think uh, Joe Sackick is a very good uh, draft picker, and he's um, he's got a very good eye for talent. So uh, whether he picks fourth or whether he picks 25th or 26th, whatever they have, I genuinely feel like he will pick a player that will be an important part of this team. Might be three or four years down the road, but it will be a player that is very important to this team. So it might be the offseason, but this offseason is is short. you know, And those dates are not that far away. We're already on September 15th. So uh, you don't have a lot of time between then and now. So we will get to all of that stuff as the days go by. (laughs) Excuse me. So we will uh, take a quick little break here. And then when we come back, we will go over the UFAs that are on the uh, Avalanche roster. It'll get pretty interesting. But first, we will hear from our sponsors of the day. First in Rock Auto and rockauto.com. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 40, 40%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? For example, a fuel pump assembly could cost you $350 at a big chain store when on rockauto.com, you can get that same exact fuel pump for $216. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like the airlines do. So, rockauto.com make sure you go to them they have thousands of parts for any make and model car incredibly low prices and when you get to the checkout and they say how did you hear about us make sure you type in locked 
on. Also, do not forget about DoorDash and the DoorDash app. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. Whether it's Chinese food, pizza, or even frozen yogurt, there's something for everyone that DoorDash will deliver. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you are craving right now and right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be safely left outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery and they need your support. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be delivered at your door. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on the on their next order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Enter the promo code LOCKEDONNHL. That is $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNHL. Once more, the promo code LOCKEDONNHL, $5 comes off your first order. Okay, let's get to Colorado Avalanche unrestricted free agents once again go to yesterday's show if you want to hear about the restricteds today it's the unrestricted so uh and and there's a, a good amount of them some of them are you know i think honestly when you look at this i think most of them are, are probably going to be gone you're probably looking at most of these guys that uh you probably won't see them in a avalanche jersey any longer um the one that i think will be very interesting to watch will be Colin Wilson. What are they going to do with Colin Wilson? First of all, what is his injury? Whatever it is, it was something that kept him out the entire year. Um, and, you know, it, it's kind of a shame because I think he could have produced on this team. But I think he is going to be a victim of circumstance. And with all of the talent that the Colorado Avalanche have, uh, I, I think I think they're going to cut him loose. Um, I just don't see it happening. Same thing with Matt Nieto. And when the thing with Colin Wilson is, you know, not not that he's you know young, but he's not old. He's like right in the the you know kind of the apex of his career at 30 years old. Uh, and Matt Nieto coming at 27 years old. I don't think they really have fell in love with him. Um, serviceable guy, but. I think there's so much more out there in the free agency market that they can come in and someone could do a better job than what Matt Nieto has done, just my opinion. Nemetsnikov is going to be interesting. I think they, they, you know, had a good deal for him when they traded for him with Ottawa. I think that was a really good pickup. Uh, he was up and down the roster with which line he was playing on, and Bednar had some confidence in him to put him on the top line at times against Arizona. Uh, I thought he played well. I thought for what he he showed, uh, he was one of the guys going into the playoffs that I was really looking forward to seeing how he was going to play because he didn't get a lot of time with them once he was traded for. I think he had eight or nine games, and then the season stopped. So uh, I, I, thought, I thought he did well, but he's going to want... Uh, to get paid, and I'm pretty sure his number was at like four million last year. Um, are the Avalanche willing to pay that? I don't think so. I think that's things going to be a numbers thing for him. 
um, or for the Avalanche. And I just, I, despite them wanting him, um, I think that they, they do want to keep him if the price is right. But he's going to want more than what he got last year, which is understandable. Or in his last contract, he's going to want more than what he got in his last contract. Uh, but I, the, the Avalanche, while they do have money, they're just not going to go start throwing it around. So they have to be cautious of where their money is going because there's contracts coming up, which they need, which they are mindful of. Um, so Nemetskov would be interesting. I would like to have him back. I thought he, I thought he played well. I thought he, he meshed well with this team pretty quickly. Um, and I think the team would like him back, but that will come down to purely numbers. And if they can make it work, then he'll be back. If not, I, I would lean towards he would not. He's not coming back because he is going to want to get paid. But he's also coming from Ottawa, which, you know, he went through some losing pains there. And if winning really, you know, a lot of these guys say they just want to win. Uh, well, then sometimes you have to sacrifice some dollars to do that. And, and that's where, you know, the put your money where their mouth is and prove it if you really want to win a championship. So Nemetsikov will be, I think, the one UFA to really watch to see what they can maneuver around uh, numbers-wise to bring him back. But I still tilt towards him not returning simply because of the contract. Uh, Mark Barbario actually is a UFA, but we know he is already gone. Kevin Connaughton is a, a UFA. And again, I thought he played pretty well in the in the postseason. Was it enough to earn a contract? He's not going to cost you that much, so I, I think he and I, he's not. You know, nobody's really banging down the door to get Kevin Connaughton. So the Avalanche could bring him back for a a decent price um, and know what they're getting. So, and I think that's where the Avalanche like to go. They 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 would rather keep the guys uh, for a good price, and knowing what they have, and if they need to slot them into a role at some point during the season, they'll do that. And that's what Kevin Connaughton can do. Uh, but again, is this a guy that you just want to move on from? Which I I, I would you know it wouldn't matter to me. Either way, I, I thought he played well in the playoffs, but this is like one of those guys you maybe move on from and bring in somebody else kind of at the same price range to have this, whoever this player might be, might be coming in to give him a new look and maybe give him a boost, his career a boost, and thus the team a boost. So Connaughton can go either way. Uh, just knowing Joe Sackick and how he likes to keep these guys around, I think he makes a push to sign him uh, again for a, a substantially low number. Uh, but again, and he's 30 years old too. So and not that that's old, uh, but this is a, a young team. So again, I tilt toward Connaughton not being there either. Hutchinson, uh, the goalie, is a, a UFA. Um. Did did he play himself a, a small contract? It's possible, but you know that's one of the guys that we we know who our goalies are. So whatever they want to do with Hutchinson, uh, I'm fine with because even if they bring in somebody else, 
to take the place of Hutchinson, we know they're going to be the third string goalie. And does that really matter in the long run? You could argue that it does because they needed someone for the playoffs this past year. So maybe it is important, but um, he he might have played himself a, a minor contract with the avalanche, but who knows? It remains to be seen. Um, and then, you know, you have your AHL guys, Jason Menga, uh, is a UFA. He played the most uh, games from from an uh, you know from anybody from the Eagles uh, that they plucked from the AHL to bring up to fill a role. He played more than anybody, so maybe he gets a small contract. Again, not that uh, you know a, a player that's going to uh, be, be you know teams are not going to be busting out the door to get him. So he might get a minor contract. Same thing with Mark Alt and Antoine Bibou. So there's your UFAs. Not, I mean, the, the, the restricteds are, there's a lot of questions around the restricteds. Uh, but the, the unrestricteds, I think most of them um, are, are going to be gone. The one, if, if you were to pick one unrestricted, that the Avalanche are going to attempt to sign, I think, you know, hands down, it's Nemetsnikov. Um, and I think that's going to be tough to do. So you, all of these UFAs that I just listed, they're probably gone. Um, and that's okay. You know, all, all these guys are were, were kind of role-playing guys for the most part. And you can find that in free agency. And, and I don't think if the Avs can't, figure out a way to sign specific guys like Nemetsnikov, that's where they dip in the free agency pool and they have enough money to go do that. So all this will be interesting. Let me know what you guys think. Definitely email me, lockdownavalanche at gmail.com. Do you want to keep any of these guys? Is there uh, you know one or two guys that you want to keep? Do you want to get rid of them all? Let me know what you would do with specific guys. Um, and we'll, I'll read it on air. Just like I will after this break. From an email that I got from Lothar. Be right back. And welcome back. So, uh, like I say in every show, send emails in. And uh, sometimes I'll read them on the air. And uh, for the past couple weeks, been emailing back and forth with a fan of the show, Lothar Jora. Um, And he has some pretty good takes on the season and what he thinks the Avalanche should do. Um, Disagrees with me on some things, which is great. Which is, I like having healthy debate. So um, he was of the the mind to uh, really wanting a goalie. And while I did agree with him, uh, I, I had been saying, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Joe Sackick really likes these goalies. And that's pretty much what has happened. Um, and he has to, and he writes, he goes, you know, we, we have to accept that. And I appreciate that. Him not continuing to want to uh, fight the argument because uh, he, he knows, okay, Sack, Joe Sackick has spoken and uh, they are going to ac- accept that. But he does say um, he's not happy with how they performed in the playoffs. And he would even go as far as to say with the grubauer Francois duo that the Avalanche would never win a Stanley Cup. He said this year uh, would be probably a once-in-a-lifetime chance to get two great goal- goalies for less money than usual but we can't do anything about it um, after Joe Sackick's comments. So I, I think that's 
kind of a stretch. I do think this team could definitely win with Grubauer and and Francois. Not that Grubauer would be the reason why they would win. The you know the Nathan McKinnons of the world would be the reason why they would win. And all a guy like Grubauer has to do is just play his game and not try to be the superstar. Because when you try to push too hard, then then you're just going to fall apart. So I, I do. I think Grubauer is a good enough goalie. Um, will he ever be an all-star? No. But I don't think you need that in goal. I think he has... Uh, at le- he's at least been, he should at least be given the opportunity to prove that. And there are times where he looks excellent. And that's what Joe Sackick is going on is the play. He's not worried by the injuries. I think some people would be worried by the injuries, but I think Joe Sackick has the mind of injuries are going to happen. It's hockey. It's a physical game. Goalies included. So I think he's willing to give Grubauer and Franzos another opportunity because of that. So I would not go as far as to say I don't think this team would never win a, a cup if Grubauer and Franzos are the duo at goal. I, I think they they definitely could do that. Um, he does talk about the RFA show, which was yesterday. Uh, he doesn't agree with me in that. He does not. See the need to offer new contracts to Nachuskin or Jost. He said there will be better options on the market for the money um, for the offseason. And he said both did not show enough in the playoffs to get them back. Uh, Nachuskin's coming back. I think Nachuskin definitely played himself a contract with the Avalanche. And um, I, I would I would f- urge you to take the entirety of the season into account. The season and the postseason. Did guys play up to their ability in the playoffs? Definitely not. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, you can't just, you can't split the season in half and just want to give or not give a contract to a guy solely based on the postseason. I know that's what's fresh in our minds and that's where you want guys to perform and produce. Um, but you really have to look at what Nachuskin did before this entire season, which was next to nothing. And the Avalanche gave him a shot, and he more than outplayed the contract that they gave him, that very short contract that they gave him. Nachuskin will be coming back. Jost, we can have that debate, and I love having that debate. Um, Will there be better options in the market? Possibly. Could be. But it's a numbers thing. All of this will come down to numbers. We cannot go out and just get top-of-the-line guys because we have to be cautious of contracts that we are going to have to pay for current players. Kale McCarr, Gabe Landeskog are the two guys that come right to mind. Kale McCarr is going to have a massive increase. And uh, let's see, Landeskog, I think Landeskog is around like five and a half right now. Yeah, five and a half. So he, he's got one more year left on that contract, and then he's an unrestricted. And Makar is a steal right now at 880000 uh, before his entry level runs out, and he's an RFA. But you are going to get something done for him long before then, and he is going to command big dollars. Landeskog might get a little bit of a bump. Uh, he's at 5.5 right now. He might want an increase. You know, Nathan McKinnon, is the, that's the greatest contract in hockey. 
right now at 6.3 million. Landeskog might want something in that range, maybe a little bit higher, maybe in like the seven range. And he's your captain. You know, he, he, he is as much as the face of the franchise as McKinnon is. So he might get that. You have to take that stuff into account. And if you can get Tyson Jost for, he's not going to command a lot. He's going to be in the one to two range, one to two million range. I would take that for a, a bottom six guy. It's not like he, you know, he of course has talent. He's a top 10 talent or top 10 draft pick talent, which just hasn't come around yet. You've seen, you know, spurts of it here and there. Um, but they've had multiple opportunities to get rid of him and they haven't done it. So I, I, I they like him for some reason. I think they are going to, they might extend another offer to him um, and say, you know, we need you on the bottom six. If there is somebody out there and they're going to do their due diligence and compare stats and compare numbers, if there's somebody out there that you can bring in, uh, then they're going to do that. But I think, again, Joe Sackick likes camaraderie and he likes the fact that Tyson Jost gets along and meshes and knows what is expected on this team. So if it's if there's two guys that they're considering, Jost and a, and a free agent, and the numbers are about equal, and by numbers I mean stats and dollars, they're going to bring Jost back. They're not. I, I don't think that they're going to bring somebody new in uh, to replace Tyson Jost. But it, it could happen, and I would be okay with it happening. I'm not saying I'm not okay with it happening, but Tyson Jost is 22 years old. He's still a young pup. I think they give him. I think they give him more time. Uh, Lothar does not like where the Avalanche are on the defensive end, and this is where we differ. Uh, he says that the defense is a huge need. Uh, in his opinion, currently Avalanche do not have four top uh, defensemen or top four depend four top defensemen. Is how he says. It. Okay. Um, if you look at teams like Tampa Bay, you need them to be uh, to be a cup contender. As much as he likes Kale McCarr, regarding his defense abilities, there's still a lot to learn. I could not disagree with you more there. <laughs> he His defense already is top of the line. And if you watch that Dallas series, there were many times in that Dallas series where he was doing things someone his age should not be doing on the defensive end. He was phenomenal in the defensive end. So, yes, does he have more to learn? Sure he does, and that's the scary part. He is unbelievably good on the defensive end already. Bar none. So uh, he, his, I, I, I'm in love with the way Cam McCart plays defense. He is so quick from going from a dead stop to full speed like nothing I've ever seen before. And he can be, if, some, if somebody think they have the drop on him, he knows how to take angles and shut that, that guy down. He did it many times in the Dallas series. So I have no concern about Kale McCarr's defense. And yes, it will continue to get better. He says Graves and Zadorov are not top defensemen. And we saw that in the playoffs, especially with Graves. Graves did not have a good playoff. I will agree with you there. But again, you cannot take away what he did in the regular season. What was he, a plus 43 or something like that? You can't ignore that. Uh, and again, like postseason, should have played better. Can't disagree with you any anymore there. Or can't can't, can't agree with you more <laughs> anymore there. Uh, did not have a good postseason. 
but I don't think having one bad postseason uh, is a reason to completely move on from him. He was a, a heck of a trade that nobody even paid attention to, and you better believe the Avalanche are going to give him a, a deal. Um, he says, and with Johnson, Cole, and Gerard, and possible uh, Bowen Byram and Connor Timmins, he does not think that's good enough to make it to the finals. Joe Saka has to do something here, and he is certain he will do that. Get rid of Zadorov and Graves and get Petrangelo and Krug, and you are on the right track. If possible, I would add a third top man to your uh, third top man and try to trade Cole or Gerard. We must be better in defense. Gerard's going nowhere. Uh, you have signed Gerard for the next seven years. Um, Johnson, unless he wants to waive his no trade clause, is not going anywhere. People get down. Eric Johnson does his job. He's not going to win you games, uh, but he's probably not going to lose you games. He he is he's a good defender. Um, but because the way the league is with this offensive defenseman, he's not that. Um, he's getting six million dollars a year. Is he worth that? Definitely not. But he's not going to renegotiate that, and I think he likes it in Colorado. So I do not think he's going to waive his no trade clause. I think we better get used to Eric Johnson in a uh, Avalanche sweater. Do I think he? I mean, and he was playing well in 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 the postseason. You know what I mean? Like he was really turning it on, and then got injured. So I am not as down on Eric Johnson as a lot of people are. Graves, like I said, is not going anywhere. Zadorov. Um, again, with Zadorov, it's going to be a numbers thing because he was getting four-ish million a year. He's going to want more than that. And because of that, I think he's moving on from the Avalanche. He will find that somewhere else. Somebody else will overpay for him. The Avalanche are not going to die because they don't want to overpay for him. And they just don't think he meshes well with, with the team. So I think it's time to move on from him. I, I agree with you there. So, you know, that's when you bring up Byram uh, and Timmons is going to get a shot and that this is what they have built this team for. It's not to go out and pluck free agents. It's really not. We'll get some free agents. Uh, and you like you, you mentioned uh, Pietrangelo and Krug. Those are big dollar guys. You know, if you get the like, I think Krug was getting around four and Petrangelo was getting around five. They're both going to want increases, especially Petrangelo. So if you get those two guys, you're paying six million for Johnson, five million for Gerard, four and a quarter for Cole, and you haven't even got to Makar yet. And then you're going to have to give Petrangelo, what, six, seven, and Krug, probably five or six. You are loading up a lot of money in your defense for that'd be all six defenders getting good money. That just can't happen. I I get where you're going with that, but unless these guys wanted to come to Colorado, because like I said earlier, uh, like Nemetsnikov, unless guys want to come to Colorado, knowing they have a really good team and a really good shot to win a championship and take less money, you're not getting all of those guys in your defense. It just can't happen, especially with, you're going to have to shell out huge money to Makar and bigger money to Landeskog. And you always, even though it's four years away, have to be mindful of this Nathan McKinnon contract, which is going to be massive. 
I agree with some of the things that he says. I disagree with some other things that he says, but this is good conversations to have. I, I love having these conversations on who to bring in, who to get rid of, where the money is, who gets the money. This is great stuff. I love it. Please, if you want to do what Lothar did, please send in an email. I'm sure he'll send me another one and tell me all the reasons I'm wrong, which is awesome. Uh, but but do it. It's, it this is, these are back and forth that I love to have. So uh, that will be it for today. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to go on uh, Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche, and vote for Matt Calvert. Or not really vote, just, yeah, I guess it is voting what you think his grade is and uh, comment and we'll read it on the show for tomorrow so enjoy the day uh, I'm gonna finish the show so I can go watch the Broncos game for a little while hopefully they can pull out a uh, early season win alright everybody enjoy the day we'll see you tomorrow here's Jovi go Abs, go